Wednesday, Unwoke Nation. I'd like to welcome you to episode 24 of The Unwoke Show, where free speech is welcome. All subjects are on the table, and your boys, Rich and Tim, bring you the latest information every single week on Wednesday. I'm your co-host, Rich, along with my other co-host, uh, Timmy. How you doing, Tim? Good, and you, Rich? Doing great, man. Doing great. Hey, guys, we want to thank you guys for being here uh, every single Wednesday. We know you guys are definitely enjoying the show, and I actually want to take a little bit of time to give a shout-out to, uh, if I can recall where so we're looking at our screen right here, so we actually got a message from Cynthia. Thank you so much, Cynthia, for your... Uh, feedback she liked um episode 19 fuck your pronouns and the horse you rode in on uh thank you so much for that cynthia we really appreciate it um as always and we always want to hear from our listeners you can reach us at uh feedback at unwoke the show.com again that is feedback at unwoke the show.com uh, we want to thank everybody for hanging in there with us we did take a uh, week of vacation just kind of rest and recharge, and now we're back, and we're ready to get started with tonight's episode. Yes, guys, thank you so much. We're all around the world, on Woke Nation Award, so we love all you guys. We love you guys are uh, getting the word out there, so definitely we appreciate you and give you a great applause. All right, Rich, so tonight's topic is... Uh, feminism, tugging on that string. Exactly, man. Uh, this particular topic... Um, we did have somebody reach out. Um, you know, we've talked about toxic masculinity, uh, everything that's associated with that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, dudes being dudes and uh, and then some, right? Um, I understand feminism is an all-encompassing term, right? Um, so I think tonight what we're going to start with is how it's defined, mm-hmm. at least according to... Uh, the American Psychological Association, right? Um, so we're going to start with that. Then we're going to move on over into the pink tax. I'm not sure if you were aware of that. Yeah, I've heard a little bit about it, but it's still <laughs> kind of new, but I'm sure we're going to get manly educated. Oh, yeah, we're going to get into that. And then we are going to get into that age-old topic of uh, the wage gap. Ah, okay. Right? Some hmm. There are people out there who probably think uh, – that gap has significantly decreased, and there's others who clearly feel um, that it's still a significant topic in uh, corporate America today. So, you know, we're going to touch on that. But uh, to kick things off, we're going to go ahead and um, try to wrap a definition around what feminism means today. Um, according to this, uh, the American Psychological Association, uh, it's being who. You are being the woman that you are without fears of judgment or a joke. Uh, it's being successful, not in a materialistic way, but in, a, but in the way you want to be. Um, some people on here have commented that uh, feminism to them empowers women to achieve their goals, whatever they may be. It's a positive force in their lives. Okay. Okay, so I know there's a lot to... Uh, unpack just right there um so it it sounds almost like or not like that whatever the term feminism means to you right um whether you are a successful stay-at-home mom which yes that is i just said successful stay-at-home shout out for all the moms yep, out there stay, stay-at-home mom um or 
you are balancing uh, corporate America mm-hmm. with your home life mm-hmm. or these unique situations where the woman is out there and the husband is staying home mm-hmm. and taking the kids, right? So And taking care of the kids in the house. So it really just uh, depends on where you fit, how you feel about that, um, for starters, mm-hmm. right? It, it's, it's clearly a personal definition of personal meaning mm-hmm. uh, to you. When this topic was uh, brought to me and thinking of the term feminism, you know, I was thinking in a very uh, traditional sense, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it, women take care of themselves. They do their nails. They, uh, they look, you know, they dress to, um, you know, impress their, the the hair, the makeup, the jewelry. Right. Um, very traditional uh, way of thinking. And my eyes were open to, to the fact that that term itself, feminism, is uh, much more encompassing than what I was originally thinking. And so it's very interesting to see um, how that term has evolved to be uh, empowering to women in whatever facet uh they see fit, right? As I mentioned, if you're mm-hmm. a, a successful stay-at-home mom, or if you're violent, uh, or if you're successful in corporate America, but you're still balancing your home life, or the roles have reversed in your family where uh, the husband has stayed home and mm-hmm. and uh, the wife is working full time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was interesting to uh, say the uh, say the least, and. It was also interesting to see how it's also under attack. I would agree. I would agree. Um, you know, we had, um, you know, we had things like Title Nine. You know, those laws against gender discrimination, which is, is at this year is actually its fiftieth anniversary. Right. Um, but then there was attack on women's rights, specifically around reproduction. Mm-hmm. Right. All of a sudden, Roe v. Wade being overturned. Right. Right. Um, and then we can get into pay equity, um, and and we'll get it. You know, the earnings gap and and everything. So it's the the concept of feminism itself, while being all empowering to women, at the same time is being attacked on personal choices again and when i say personal choices we're talking about reproductive rights right? right um which is which is sad to be honest with you um regardless of where you stand either you're um pro life pro choice um i think we can all agree that um at- attacking women and their rights on that front regardless of where you stand, it's just not right. Okay. Um, you know, we will dovetail this right into, uh, the wage gap. And 
depending on who you talk to, some have said that um, maybe that would have been something significant, say, 20 or 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the wage gap has either been debunked or has significantly decreased um, versus where it was, you know, again, 30, 40 years ago, right? Uh, one individual is quoting as saying, hey, we still have 73 cents on the dollar um, that a man earns, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't know um, what women earn versus what men earn, right? And I, I know there's plenty of information out there. I would like to think that that pay gap, that pay gap isn't as significant as it once was, but I do acknowledge uh, the fact that it is still out there. I think we're still working to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say make that happen, make it to where we achieve essential parity, right? Um, I mean, you can easily look in the news and you can look at female CEO pay versus male CEO pay. And, you know, there is definitely a significant gap there. Um, But I don't think it's as bad as it once was. And I think part of that has to do with the time away, the time women are away from corporate America if she and her husband have decided to start having kids. Yeah, and that's where I was going to, I was wondering if that was a way that, not that it's justified to where it's like, because, you know, I'm a firm believer that, I mean, if a woman is doing, you know, if she if she's using the examples you were just using, if she's a CEO and she's bringing in, she's increased profits of a company by 20%, just as much as the guy who's next to her did the same job, then she should be able to be paid the same thing. But, to, but I guess that would be part of the counter argument of, because she, if she decides that she does want to have a family, or her and her husband decide they want to have a family, it's like right. you know that that might be the case where maybe that board of directors or whoever might be that person that steps up, who might be the vice president mm-hmm. and coming in. So, and, and actually, this is a really good touching too because you know we just got done with the women's World Cup, and one of the biggest things they were talking about prior to that World Cup is just the the pay gap between the women's soccer team and the men's soccer team. Although the women's soccer team have been more uh, more successful and also mm-hmm. but uh, the, the argument that I was hearing is that they were saying I guess just based on the men's last World Cup I mean there were several billion dollars in total revenue that was put together for the men's World Cup mm-hmm. as opposed to I think the women was only like maybe 700 millions like that and from what I understand they were saying that the US women's team who are complaining about there being this type of wage gap got the lion's share of that so many hundreds of millions, I can't, I apologize guys, I can't remember the exact numbers, but I know it was lower, much lower than what it was for the men's World Cup. And I guess that's when people kind of saw it's like, well, you guys were able to get what you wanted. And also, but right. at the same time, you did get the lion's share in comparison to other countries. I, I, there are ex- other external factors that play into that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously location, job profession, Absolutely. Right. They're going to impact that. If we take construction. Sure. Um, You know, according to uh, the AAUW.org, women working full time in the U.S. 
this is from uh, 2022, are still paid just 80, 83 cents to every dollar earned by men. And the consequences of this gap affect women throughout their lives. The pay gap even follows women into retirement. As a result of lower lifetime earnings, they receive less in Social Security and pensions. In terms of overall retirement income, women have only 70% of what men do. Mm. Okay. So it's kind of interesting to think about that. Um, it doesn't go into saying um, whether, as we just mentioned a minute ago, um, are these women who have just chosen not to work mm-hmm. um, and stay at home and then eventually re-enter the workforce? Um, are these women who have always worked mm-hmm. and they're just making less than their male counterparts? Is it more asking the question of like, you know, where does the argument or is the coming from? And therefore maybe some people, like you just said, or if you have a lady or who's been working for 2014 years, she's the one saying, hey, you know, we're the ones getting 70%, you know, 73, uh, 73 cents on a dollar. Right. And compared to, you know, I mean, yeah, those are those are ladies I would like to hear from. It's like, because, you know, they're out there in the workforce saying like, hey, you know, this isn't right and this isn't fair. So, you know, they had mentioned um, previous work history and previous pay as a way of negotiating uh, a salary. And. You know, that applies to men as well, too. Nurses? Yeah. Um, so, um, is there a gap? I would say yes. I think there sure. is. Yeah, sure. I, think, I, I think there is. Um, to the extent of how bad it is, um, I, can't, I can't come to a conclusion either way. Obviously, I'm not in that situation i don't um have to experience that Mm -hmm. um if that makes sense right um you know when i hear about negotiating salary based on previous pay history i to me that just chops up to or i chop um chalk that up to your ability you didn't negotiate well right right Mm um you know all things being equal at least in my field based on experience and certifications you know do i think a woman doing what i do should earn the same as i do or if not more sure but it all comes down to how you've negotiated all that right and it's the same thing in my industry as well it's like um i know you know yeah it's pretty darn equal in my industry of exactly it's like said if you have certain skills or specialties or something Mm -hmm. like that and if she happens to have that, it's okay, and that's great. I mean, hey, you know, she's got, you know, the the right to earn just as much, you know, as I do, and and like I said, if she earns more, great, because she's got more specialties or whatever the case may be. Right. So and, you know, they factor in, you know, race, ethnicity, uh, disability, mm-hmm. access to education, and uh, age. Uh, I mean, there's no doubt that the that the gender pay gap as an issue you know i mean that's a that's a complex topic you know to you know to try to break down and really try to get to the root of um what's happening and and you see this is the reason why you know i was bringing up and i've heard people say about this as well when it comes to 
um, certain occupations like you brought it up, you know, so like, uh, as you know, Tim, you know, in our area, we have a lot of construction going on. Right. And majority of the time when I am passing uh, a lot of construction, people are doing stuff on the roads and, you know, it's like that. Most of the people who are holding up a lot of the signs for stopping and slowing and stuff like that are actually women. And also that doesn't mean to where that women can't dig a, dig a, a hole or anything like that. Or where it's like, but right. that's just the majority of the time that you actually see. So if I'm hearing people that might have that argument saying, well, you know, you know, women are not being paid and not say, well, it, it, I think a lot of it does has to go on the particular skill or task that you're trying to do. And also if you have a lady where, who knows how to, um, you know, I, uh, that knows how to be able to, uh, work one of the, uh, the diggers is like, well, yeah, I mean, I get it. It's like, she should be paid or like the, the same, you know, but like I said, majority of the construction industry is, owned and ran by men. Right. And so it's like, you know, with that in mind, it's like, yeah, if you have somebody who has certain amount of skills or they're putting in certain amount of hours or whatever the case may be, because some of them out there, I mean, hats off to all you guys on Oak Nation. If you're a, a construction person, I mean, I've seen you guys out there three, four something in the morning driving home and like that. And you're out there with the big lights and right. doing that. I mean, that's a, that is hard physical labor. Absolutely. And so, you know, but there are people out there, you know, so which it seems from what at least I'm seeing, majority men that are out there being able to do it. It's not saying there aren't any ladies that don't, but that's just what you got. And therefore that usually as an example, it's very hard to sit there and say, Hey, you know, I should be able to get 75 or 80 something dollars an hour. Cause I mean, those guys make some, some good buku was easy when it comes to cash. Well, yeah, for you know? sure. So, so it's like, yeah. So that's where I can see a little bit of that difference. If that makes sense. So uh, again, I'm quoting right off of the AAUW.org uh, website here. And, Specifically, pay gap uh, facts, right? Okay. And one of the uh, the facts is don't men work longer hours than women? And when I say fact, it's more FAQ, right? Fact, FAQ, okay. fact, right? And it says most published pay gap estimates compare full-time workers with other full-time workers. But yes, women are more likely than men to work part-time and among full-time workers, men work longer hours on average than women do. However, on average, women do more housework and care work than men. Men's long, men's longer work hours are subsi- subsidized and facilitated by unpaid labor done by women. Okay. Uh, I. I mean, I understand. I, I think that kind of goes back to what you were saying before, where when you're taking into consideration like family and and different things like that. Right. So, I mean, yeah, that's. I, I think that kind of plays, you know, plays plays a role in it. So, I mean, like, so, like I, I was just, I think of it this way, like you know, as you know, for you guys who know, I mean, I'm a big American football fan, and also and. You know, I have a, uh, a buddy I know where who has uh, a daughter who kicks for her school team and all. And I mean, the girl kicks a 45 yard, 50 something yard field goal. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you know what? If she can kick a 45, 50 something yard field goal, <laughs> let her do it. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's like she can do the work, you know. So, I mean, she's got schools looking at her now. It's like, you know, so, but it's like, yeah, that's kind of feels like, hey, if you can do the work, that's fine. But I can understand from the workforce, like, yeah, you have a lot more. You said you have a lot more where women are doing more of the housework and all. But also, too, remember, that's also a decision between a husband and wife. Right. 
they had to make the decision. I mean, if, you know, if like I have a friend and they told me for a bit while, uh, while her husband was going out getting certified in his industry, you know, she was a breadwinner, mm-hmm. but that took an agreement right, to be able to do. Well, so, absolutely. I mean, yeah, so there shouldn't be any, any issues, you know, dealing with that where it's like, you know, if you make a, a make a choice to be able to do that, I mean, that's the whole thing is like, you know, you guys going through your ups and your downs. And also, uh, and I hope that, like I said, that kind of answers towards what you were saying, but, you right. know. Right. So, I mean, and, you know, I think we can always use that argument. I think eventually that argument will probably get a little stale. Yeah. Uh, uh, the only other thing I wanted to cover with regards to pay gap um, is another point on here. Does the gender pay gap take race into account? You know how we love to quote race on here, Rich. Oh, you know, because, you know, race is everything. Yep, and yep. also, exactly. So, is it nothing pissing me off? We got white rabbits and everything around here. You exactly. Know, just... <laughs> exactly. So it says here that the most commonly cited gender pay gap statistics compare women and men regardless of race or ethnicity. However, race and ethnicity have a big impact on the lives and earnings of working women in the United States. Most women of color are paid substantially less than white women who are in turn paid substantially less than white men. Damn, that's that's a... <laughs> it's like... But wait, does it... Ex- okay, so they're saying that black women are paid less than white, white women. women. But it d- does it explain why? Um, just... Cause that sounds kind of fucked up. Well, yeah, but then it, but then it takes white women and compares it to white men, and then all of a sudden, white women are now paid substantially less than white men. I, I mean, it, it's messed up regardless. I don't right. care what level you go on. It's, it's. I mean, it's messed up no matter what. But it's just kind of like. So, so maybe this will help. You, you, you just can't you can't drop me off like that, Timmy. You just can't drop me off. It's like well, black women are paid less. Than white. What the why the fuck is that happening? Exactly. <laughs> so it says the gaps between most women of color and white men are larger than that between white women and white men because of racial bias and discrimination, differing levels of educational opportunity and attainment, unequal access to career opportunities and advancement, and other factors. I don't know that I'm buying that. Unequal access to career opportunities and advancement. Don't they have things like, uh, what's that thing we used to have when we were growing up? Um, Schools? Yeah, yeah, You when they actually taught you, you know, Education. reading, writing, and, uh, you know, math and everything. Um, no, what's that other thing uh, we used to have when we were kids? It was like a work, it was like a work program, remember? And it's like you could, you could take it when you were 18 Oh gosh, what? Uh, I, I'm sorry, guys. I'm trying to remember. It, so it was a program where I think you could go and learn certain skills and all. Like I can see the logo in my face. It had like a ladder and so. Gosh, what was it called? But you could actually learn a certain trade. It wasn't necessarily a school, but it was like a. An, a it's it's a program here in America, and uh, it's it's gonna be right on top. You know what's gonna happen? I'm gonna sit there and remember it when the show's all over. I have to come on episode 25 and actually tell you, guys, this is what I was thinking. Um. Job Corps. That's it. Job Corps. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, had Job Corps. Okay. Yeah, I remember so, that. So, no, I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, I don't, I'm not buying that. 
you know, that is something that comes with the schools. And also, you know, we've been here for almost 10, 15 years about how there's not enough people doing industrial jobs. There's not enough people doing stuff in science and stuff like that. Right. Well, I'm sorry. That's going to lead up to the schools everywhere, you know, no matter where it is to be able to say to give people those opportunities to to learn those things. And also but to to be in a position where it's like, OK, well, because because the south side of Dallas doesn't have, you know, this particular program. Sure. Yeah. We're just not going to pay them a, as much. Now, wait a minute. What if that kid went out of his way to go to some trade school or something like that? Or where it's like that. Yeah. But you were born on this. Particular, so we're not going to make sure we're going to make sure you as a black woman, it's not going to get paid as much as a white girl. Oh, by the way, your white neighbor who happens to be a girl. Yeah. We're going to make sure she doesn't get paid less than what a white guy is like. That doesn't make any right. damn sense. And also it's like, Come on now. It's like you this is that a is that a what would you say like a, a nice little politically correct way to say it's like, eh, it's like I think there's something it's like there, there there's got to be more than that. That yeah. that that answer sounds too clean. Yeah, exactly. You know. I ex- I you know, I agree. Um obviously we're not going to solve it here. No. Um we can acknowledge it, but we can acknowledge it to some uh, capacity. Um, but at the end of the day, then, you know, this may sound horrible. I don't care. It's not as bad as it used to be. Yes, absolutely. Right. Remember, um, we lived in a country and everything where women actually had to get an amendment to vote. Right. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. That whole women's lip thing. Right? Yeah. So, um, with that said, and, and I'm glad you mentioned women's lip, we're going to transition over to, uh, that other topic we were mentioning called the pink Ah, uh, this will be very, very interesting. So, um, the pink tax, as defined by Kiplinger, um, often refers to state sales tax on menstrual products like tampons and feminine pads, which I don't buy. Uh, <laughs> those feminine hygiene products are necessity, uh, necessities for many women. Um, if that's the case, you should never run out. Uh, but many states tax feminine products as luxury items while exempting other necessities like groceries and medicines from sales tax. Huh? Okay, let me get this straight. So, women's feminine products were basically considered to be uh, basically to kind of cost a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, so therefore... It's a it's a luxury for women to bleed every 28 days. You fucking serious? Well, that's, according- a, that's a damn biological thing. <laughs> and we're talking real women, by the way. So, just so everybody knows. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And because men typically don't pay the same high prices for their personal care items and feminine hygiene products are designed for women, the added cost on feminine and other products marketed to women has been dubbed the pink tax. Okay. So there's go. So we so- don't, sh- so we use deodorant, men use deodorant, women use deodorant, women use razors, men use razors. 
Women use sponges, men don't. I'm a kind of a loofah guy. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> so, you look like a loofah guy. Nah, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, that, I mean, that's the notion that those are luxury items when you're getting into, uh, as to your point, just the biological makeup of women mm-hmm. and, uh, having their uh, periods every 28 days, right? Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's, it's crazy how that would be considered a, it's it's a luxury. Okay, so this is why I call this bullshit. So the fact that they're going to sit there and try to justify saying something that biologically happens for women every 28 days as being a luxury, it's almost like, it's almost like saying that it's, it's not necessary or it's not significant. Okay, let me give you an example of how it can be significant to a guy. If you're sitting up there and you're going out to a bar and you meet some girl, you end up having a nice time or something like that, or then all of a sudden you end up taking her home, okay? All right, all it was, one night stand and stuff like that. The last thing you want is that be in a situation where, hey, you know what? She says she's going to have a kid like that, but the fact that she's being, she's taking care of herself with her feminine products like that and she didn't have a period like that, at least you know, okay, that's kind of an important thing when it comes to dealing with pregnancy and all the other stuff but right. outside of just, you know, cleanliness and whatnot. So what idiot decided to sit there and say, well, something that naturally happens should be considered uh, a luxury. You know, so so let's so, so do so do we have it should women pay more when it comes to going to the salon? Because they can get their hair done or because the stylist can do some type of style thing. Do you see where I'm going with that? I do. So let's extend this just a little uh, further, right? And the pink tax uh, being applied to higher dry cleaning or tailoring costs for women's clothing. There are men out there that have more... Just as much clothes, not more than women. Yeah. Um, Higher cost and often smaller sizes of products like women's razors, shampoo, and deodorant relative to the cost and size of similar personal hygiene products designed for men. You know, examples, pink razor costs more than a similar black or blue razor. And... Higher prices of toys or equipment marketed to girls. And this is something you and I talked about uh, before the show. Um, you've got your blue bike for a boy, but the same bike in pink is a higher price for girls. Scooters, helmets costing more than identical red and blue bikes, scooters and helmets for boys. So... Like the example you were using before and everything, like you used the great one you're talking about, like with the scooters. Right. So the fact that your typical, you said the Razor scooters. So the typical Razor scooter, which is like a gray chrome or something like that, sure. is, is going to cost. It's cost 14 bucks. 14 bucks. Okay. Right. But the fact that you're going to make a scooter that's pink, it's going to cost like 25. Yeah. So still has two wheels. Yep. Still has a handle for both hands. Mm-hmm. Still swerves around. You can do little tricks on it. Exactly. Everything like that has a little stopper and everything. 
But because the only difference between the scooters is the color, that's that's the reason why we're going to charge an extra doing an extra seven to ten dollars. That makes no damn sense. See, the it's, only person that can really get away with that is Henry Ford. See, Henry Ford sat there and said, "It's like you know." When he asked him initially when he made the model the Model T. Right. He sat there and said, "It's like you know, okay, you can have any car you want as long as it's black." Exactly. Okay, so. It's like, you know, I, I, I think this, that, is a, that is a very ridiculous argument just because it, like, does it take the paint guy an extra five minutes to paint the darn same scooter pink or yellow or something like that than it does in just painting it black? Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, we've all seen spray paint before. I mean, it's just as easy as got to go to my hand, take the little glass, cut it, clip it on there, screw, screw, screw. You know, I'm, I'm not, keep yeah, going. Exactly. You know, I don't know what the effort is to make something pink. I I think it's, I think it has more to do with the marketing aspects of how products are marketed to. Men. Spoiler alert: red and white. Exactly. <laughs> products are marketed to men versus how products are marketed to women. I mean, that's the only. I don't even want to say that that's a simple, uh, sensible thought. That I mean, that's just the only thing that comes to my mind. Mm -hmm. But so, so far, more than 20 states have passed laws dealing with the pink tax. For example, three years ago, New York eliminated the pink tax on certain goods and services. Ohio uh, also eliminated the pink tax back in 2020. Isn't that amazing that that's been so recent? I know. California, uh, California eliminated the pink tax with services more than a decade ago and a 2023 state retail law that took effect in January bans gender-based price discrimination on products. The pink tax ban prohibits California businesses from pricing similar products higher merely because those products are marketed to women. That's that, 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 that doesn't make any, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, you know, sports teams sit there is like, they, they might make a jersey that's more form-fitting for a woman, but it's still a jersey. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah, I I would say that for any uh, any of you ladies out there in All Woke Nation or so. Obviously, if you think this is something that's crazy, we definitely will, uh, you know, definitely uh, comment to us. We'd love to be able to hear how it is in your state, just to hear what you think of it, you know, at uh, unwokethashow.com. So, I mean, because this, this just doesn't make any sense. And and here's an end, another interesting point is there is no federal pink tax ban, however. Okay. The Pink Tax Repeal Act has been introduced in Congress more than once, but the legislation has not gained enough votes to move through the U.S. House of Representatives and the U.S. Senate. I find that really interesting since just, what, three years ago, we were able to elect in the House of Representatives more women than any other time in U.S. history. So with that in mind, we don't have enough women to sit there and say, this is asinine. This shit needs to stop. Yep. It makes absolutely no sense. Because we're literally sitting up here talking about a color of a damn scooter. Exactly. <laughs> so how much does the pink to- uh, pink tax cost women? Uh, studies show that gender price discrimination can cost women in practical, physical and financial ways. Data from the Economic Policy Institute showed that women still make about 20% less on the dollar than men. 
Similar numbers from various studies show that women are likely to spend more for necessities like healthcare, clothing, and housing as compared to similarly situated men. So they're going off the assumption that, I mean, I mean, just let, let, let's, let's just, let's break down what you literally just said. Yeah. So basically, I mean, because I'm sorry, there's gotta be feminists would hear that one. They're, they've gotta be, you know, jumping out of window at that point. Right. So basically what they're saying, because they're going to spend more on health cost, housing stuff. And what was the third one? So they would be, uh, they're going to spend more for necessities like healthcare, clothing, and housing as compared to a similar situated man. Oh my God. I mean, you know, ultra left feminine, uh, feminists and like that, where so they are losing their shit here and something like that. So you're saying where that only women make up the deal, make all the decisions in the household. That's basically what they're telling you. Pretty much. Yeah. That's pretty much what they're telling you. Okay. So <laughs> that has nothing to do with guys. Some idiot out there either did some type of research as we are reading right now. Some congressperson, whatever it might be, has basically come up with that conclusion. And also, and somebody's like, well, it's got to be men. Okay, you can sit there and say it's men, but let us let me remind you again, all right? If these are things where that are important to women, and we have more women in Congress than at any other time in U.S. history, obviously they must either not think it's important or whatever, something's not right. And also, and we're both guys. We don't use any of the shit that you're talking no, about. We do not. Okay, uh, so we're making no. it clear. <laughs> so, we're making, well, no. so we don't use any of this stuff, and even we're saying that's crazy. Th- that's crazy. That is not. So, yeah. So New York did a pink tax study and found that women's products are on average thirteen percent more expensive than similar men's products. As a result, when products that are essential for women, like feminine hygiene products, being taxed as luxury items, so now you're throwing the luxury tax on there. Here we go again. That can have a significant financial impact. In what way? It's the same damn product. It's the same product, but you're throwing the luxury tax on top of it, which is driving up the price. Yeah, that I, I'm, 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 I'm having a hard time saying, saying, you know, that dog, that dog hunts. I'm sorry. It I'm doesn't. Having, it, I mean, that dog does not hunt. No, it doesn't. But. You know, it's been interesting learning about all this. Um, it's been very eye-opening. Um, clearly, uh, you know, I didn't know any of this was happening. I mean, I knew, I knew about the glass ceiling, right, um, or the pay gap. Um, but because I'm not in a position where I could you know, do some analysis uh, of pay within organizations, right? I'm, I don't work in HR or anything like that, uh, in case anybody's wondering, uh, although I doubt it. Um, so I, I'm a little oblivious to it other than, yeah. you know, what society is calling out there. But, you know, do we have opportunities or should we continue to work to decrease that gap? Uh, Absolutely. In the case of couples who decide to start having families and women stay at home, um, I I don't just I just don't think there's any way of getting around that. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, if all parts being equal, if the husband's working full time and the wife is working full time, um, then yeah, that I mean that pay gap should be almost at zero, depending on the job occupation. Right. If if the husband and wife are in the exact same field, that I mean that pay should be mm-hmm. uh, zero. Obviously, job op, uh, occupation factors into that, but from the stance of Starting a family, okay, I can see that. Yeah, and especially when you're dealing with the way society is now, that you know, it's it, it's starting to see and correct. But obviously, you know, you being a family man and stuff like that, so it seems like it's becoming more and more harder in comparison to say 30, 40 years ago, where where you saw only one one spouse actually working while the other one stays at home. Right. That is a very very rare thing, or especially the way the influx the fluctuations of economies over a course of time and exactly. so like that it's just very very hard i mean it's more common to hear you know uh a spouse working two jobs you right. know or somebody working their job and then having a side hustle after 6 p.m and you know doing those type of things than it is to have that so i so that's why i think we might agree we're saying that these numbers may not necessarily be fair to sit there and say oh women are would be the one that would make that particular decision or if so or, i mean it's just really really hard you know, to think that, but I still go back to what I said before is that it's, it just doesn't make sense to where, so the way that the, the way how society has changed and to say that, you know, oh, we have a justifiable right to be able to say you as a woman, not Tim, you as a woman. <laughs> so let's get that straight. Yes. <laughs> so, um, you know, you as a woman need to pay a little bit more for a razor, you know, so just because it's pink or, sky blue or something like that or because of Canada. I mean, that's just that doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. It's, and also, we got to do away with that, guys. I mean, it's like, talk to your congressman or something. That just that that well, just it, that makes corp- no damn sense. Well, that's just corporate America, though. Right? Mm-hmm. And so um, with that, um, Rich, as always, it was a pleasure. Um, Unwoke Nation, we'd love to hear from you guys. Tell us... Uh, Tell us what you think. We want to hear from you. Um, you know, give us your feedback at feedback at unwokeTheShow.com. Again, that is feedback at unwokeTheShow.com. And uh, we'll look forward to talking to you guys next week. Hey, guys, thank you so much for being on another great show, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Take care. Bye.